episode of Her Digital Empire. Um, I will be doing this podcast along with my husband, Jesse. Say hi. What up, what up, what up, what up? And just before we get started, make sure um, if you have a moment to subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you have another moment, uh, go ahead and leave a review, a five-star review would be awesome. If you have a couple more minutes, you know, say a few things, whatever you'd like. Uh, it's <laughs> totally appreciated. Um, but today I, well, first of all, it's the new year and I'm super stoked about that. The last time I talked to you, um, and even recorded something was before the new year. So we were really talking about goals and stuff and, um, you know, this year is a fresh new year and I know a lot of my listeners are, uh, budding entrepreneurs. So budding graphic designers, budding, you know, Etsy sellers, whatever, the heck you might be, you just might be in like something totally different like Amazon automation or some type of drop shipping and you were just looking for some motivation or to learn some new skills, you've picked the right podcast. Um, today I'm actually going to be going over a few things that were actually asked of me as well as, you know, just whatever we naturally decide <laughs> to go over. Um, but I had a listener and, um, uh, you know, person are in our uh group actually bring up a couple questions in junior varsity right uh no this was in the free group oh right, right yeah so um uh and i think they're really good questions i think we should definitely go over them today so um you know her name is lou williams so shout out to lou williams for your questions and stuff um but moreover I wanted to talk about uh, what she brought up first, which was um, what you wish you'd know before getting into the industry. And I thought this was a really good topic because, you know, a lot of us or a lot of you guys who are listening are absolutely brand new and you want to hear maybe the mistakes I made or what, you know, things things I would have done differently in the beginning to make more money quicker, right? Mm -hmm. So... I think it's kind of like a loaded question um, because I had very different stages in my business when it came to graphic design and like web design. I actually started it extremely part-time because my husband was the full-time marketer and breadwinner in my um, family. Boy, boy have times changed. (laughs) And in my little family. But um, so I was doing, you know, web design on the side. And the reason I knew how to do it uh, was actually because, you know, I really messed around a lot uh, with it when I was in middle school um, even like seventh, eighth grade, you know, that was really like the time I really played around with it, learned some quick HTML stuff and then got better with it when MySpace came out. Um, for all of you guys who, you know, used to hang out on MySpace, you, if you wanted a really cool MySpace, you knew HTML. Is that where you, is that where you learned coding? Yes. That's crazy. MySpace. MySpace. MySpace Academy. I had a really cool I had a really cool MySpace page. I had like <laughs> music and you know, there were things that would like flicker and flash and um, <laughs> I had like a like a MySpace name. It wasn't my actual name, it was Gretchen Wieners. There you go. Yeah. And back when they had like top fives and stuff, I was like pretty good with, with just like having a lot of friends. So like I was always like Was it a big deal there. to be like your number one? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, at the time, number one was This Girl Forbidden, which R.A.P., she passed away um, a few, I think a few years ago, like one or two years ago. I know this because um, she was in the same circles as me in 
Orange County and stuff and a mutual friend actually was friends with her and she ended up passing away which is super sad because she was like the person on MySpace um, she was like just a regular Mac makeup artist oh. Mac makeup artist she was like a really pretty blonde girl who would do just really cool makeup and had like um, it was back in like the when VH1 was big and yeah. everybody had like the crazy hair bird hair you know um <clears throat> But she was really big, and then there was, like, a few other ones that would always end up on people's top fives, which I think even the founder, um, Tom, right? Yeah. Yeah, the founder was always, like, your number one friend on MySpace, but... I think he was your first friend. But he would always be, like, on the front, right? Or no? I don't remember. That sounds right. I just remember everybody was friends with Tom, I, so... I'll be, I'll be honest, I haven't been on MySpace in, in forever. Yeah, so. well, you know, I'm just reminiscing. But, yeah, <laughs> so um, the cool ones, the cool MySpaces had, like, really cool coding, and that's how yeah. I figured that out. Um, so then, you know, kind of let that go. Um, and when I actually got married to you... And you had mentioned, like, it would be so cool to have a website. I was like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. And you... Right, which is a big surprise to me. Right. So I actually didn't, like, consider it something that I would, like, charge for. I was just doing it for fun. Yours is your... So we, we launched your website and stuff. And I remember one of your friends asking, like, if I'd be willing to do their website. Or I think you said, like, why don't you just try pushing it out there. And my first website I ever sold was 100 bucks. And right. that was to one of your friends. And they made, I think it was like 40 grand their first <clears throat> year from that website? Yeah, yeah, they did. Your very first website. My very first website, the revenue from that website was forty, about 45000 yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because I, I kept managing them after that. Um. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that was super cool. I kind of like learned a lot, especially with you. And um, because you did so much drop shipping and things like that, um, I learned a lot about marketing and what worked and what didn't work online. Mm. And so I, that's how I kind of started bringing in like my expertise compared to just designing cool stuff. Cause I've always been kind of, you know, into design and stuff and I've always been creative. Um, <clears throat> but you know, after that, I just kind of slowly started raising my prices um and showing like a portfolio and I actually tried out being like this like crazy like you know agency looking company for a while yeah Yeah, which did attract companies I mean I did do a lot of companies um but I really wasn't happy with it and you know it was good I mean so we didn't really need the money that I was making and I think I was making about one to two grand a month uh, when I was starting to regularly get web clients, which was good because I only had, you know, one client We lived a out month. in Arizona at the time. Like exactly. Was, yeah. I got to, like, focus on the client and, like, <laughs> put all this time into them. And, I mean, you know, it was just crazy. And it was crazy what I was offering for just, like, $1,000 to $2,000. It was yeah. just insane. So, <clears throat> you know, now it's, like, my starting is around that. So, um so, but yeah, so I, you know, began um, really charging for that. And it's funny because one of the girls, so I started marketing on Instagram and one of the girls who found me on Instagram uh, was in the hair industry. And, you know, I had no idea about the hair uh, industry and <clears throat> like extensions and stuff. I had bought clip-ins before but I never thought that it was like this crazy industry right um so you know I did her website for her she was awesome and um you know fast forward probably like six months I kept doing like just regular client work and stuff and I remember like you and me talking and I said you know I'm just gonna try this Etsy thing who knows 
And so I put out some printables, some like regular printables, and those things sat there. I didn't even get a sale. West Coast, Best Coast. Yes. <laughs> that was my first print um, that I made on Canva, by the way, not even Photoshop, because I really wasn't even considered, I didn't even really consider myself a graphic designer. I was more like a web designer, somebody who took her own experience and creativity and created stuff. Um, and then <clears throat> uploaded it to WordPress because that was like the one I really knew really well. So, you know, that's where I was at. And so I started making these um, these printables, which did not sell. And, you know, now I know that I wouldn't have even gone that way because the uh, just the target audience is so big. Right. And so the competition is so massive. It's like... In order to even have been seen, I would have had to have like 50... Oops, that was my phone. I would have had to put out like 50 printables just to even be start, you know, be seen by people at Etsy. But I didn't know this. Right. Right? So I'd say the first thing is, is not just diving into Etsy or, you know, whatever you're doing, but decide who I think your target audience is. And not just that, but make sure that it's a target audience that's going to buy. True. Because if you if you decide to um, go with an audience that doesn't buy a lot, right, <laughs> right on Etsy, like I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Um, so in the beginning, I tried pushing for nail techs. I was mm -hmm. like, dude, I have so many ideas for like nail technicians, and I'm super, you know, I just I'm, I feel creative towards it, um, and it didn't sell. And yet, as soon as I put st stuff out for hair suppliers, and I knew of them because of this previous client, um, I mean, it sold like wildfire. They were like all over Etsy. Yeah. So, so do you wish that you would have just like started quicker with hair? I mean, you know, is that kind of what absolutely? It but how it it's tough because you want you know when the question is you know what would you have done differently? It's like how would I have known? Right. Right. So I think maybe, you know, whenever people ask me, well, how do I figure out my target audience? And I talk about, you know, returns and things like that. I think one of the things that I should have done, I was giving people this advice and not doing it myself, was really look at the search, um, the numbers yeah. being searched on Google mm -hmm. and things like that. So the numbers being searched on Google for nail techs is actually a lot less. And those people actually don't worry about marketing as much as... Mm -hmm. um, as hair suppliers and I think the reason is because a lot of hair supplier um, stuff which I have done plenty of salons but a lot of them are focused on online sales mm. so of course naturally you would be needing those things like a logo a good logo and a good um, you know good marketing materials social media flyers those things that maybe nail techs don't need as much because they don't all they need to do is show their nails right they don't need flyers and things like that as much as a hair supplier would because they have so much competition and they all have you know mm. similar hair and so it's all about the marketing at that point sure right whereas like a nail like for me a nail tech like they typically um it's just like right, can they do the nails that i, I and <laughs> that, is that, it that's job? it can and they is do it, it clean right you know um, so I think it's just like a different thing. So I think thinking about that first rather than just putting out a few printables and stuff would have been my first thing. Um, another thing is, you know, I, I, I started on this long story about how I even got into this. Um, if I knew about, you know, companies like Etsy and Upwork and, you know, all these companies that people can make money on, I would have focused on that a lot earlier rather than trying to get web clients. Sure. Because web clients, you know, 
that's like a whole different ball game. You're you're cold. You're, you're you know whether it's warm or cold. You know, uh, hitting people up, it's still kind of like a big close you have to do if you really want to make good money, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so you know that's probably one of the big things that. But yeah, I mean, I when I when I heard of Etsy, it was like I just thought it was like a jewelry thing you know and like crafts right yeah and it's just it's just it's so much bigger than that i mean it's hard to even put it into words i mean when you're think about it it's like when you for instance amazon mm-hmm. if you're just like a, a drop shipper which i know they, under, they don't you know accept drop shipping or whatever but everybody does it mm-hmm. if you're just a, a, an online store who's buying products and you're either getting shipped to your clients or you have them in stock and you're shipping them out yourself wouldn't it be easier to just list your products on Amazon where pe- millions and millions of people are going to every day rather than having to pay for your own ads and try and get people yourself? The same, like you, and I know where you're going with this. Yes, it's the same thing with with, with Etsy. Yeah. So, you know, it's I'm not surprised. And like again, you know, some people would consider one to two thousand dollars a month um, as like a side income, a super big accomplishment. I'm not taking away from that at all. Um, but I think the game kind of changed for me when I decided to build on platforms and we've grown since then we're not just on Etsy you know we're on Fump Bundles we're on um, Creative Fabrica yeah Yeah, just so a ton of these these uh, websites that you know sell this stuff and they each have their own audiences so you know it's really kind of grown from that but I think that would be my number one thing is just starting earlier that's awesome that's very cool that's a great question too because it's it's Something that we don't always revisit as much as I think that maybe we should. Um, so. And then, you know, um, so another thing that was mentioned and I thought was interesting was talking about like pros and cons mm-hmm. of the actual industry. And, you know, I mean, again, if I'm selling somebody on graphic design, I mean, there's a ton of pros to it, right? So you make your own hours. Sure. Um, you... <laughs> you make your own hours and it's also, it, go, it goes all day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, but, but what's cool is like you do make your own hours. So it, you can book your doctor's appointment when you want. You can't, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to request time off if you're, if you're having an off day, you know, and you can move things around. You have the freedom to move things around because you're having an off day. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I am just not feeling it. And I need, especially in the beginning when I needed that space because I was busy in the beginning, like I could, not even compared to how busy I am now, but, um, you know, I felt like I couldn't handle it. Um, there were so many times where I'd just be like, I'm just going to go walk around the mall or whatever and to be able to do that and then still have money coming in and sales going through even though, you know. And I think that that is, um... You know, like you, you yourself had to do a, 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 I guess, what would you call it? Like a strategy change, right? You were mostly sure. custom when you first started, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and some people are, are fully custom, yeah. you know, there's girls on Etsy who are my competitors who are fully custom and, or they'll make like pre-mades, but they're still editing them. Sure. I, I went like with a full DIY. It's just my kind of like the thing I like, um, cause I'm after that, but you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. I am. I am 100% into passive income, real passive income. I'm not talking like passive income <laughs> where you make something once and then you have to tweak it and edit it for somebody ever. Right. That's not real passive income, right. you know. Passive income is where like, you know, I woke up this morning at like three, 400 bucks, right? So like that's 
passive where let's say like out of the three or four hundred dollars I made let's say I only have to actually work with hundred fifty dollars of it that's like my my typical right now my typical 150 that you're trading time for exactly so like okay. let's say let's say like I make 500 for the day yeah. right um I would say probably like 150 maybe 150 mm-hmm. is usually what I actually have to so like edit you make a thousand it's like 300 now yeah. yeah yeah so you know and then even then let's talk about hours I mean it just depends on if that was a lot of little sales I mean I'm probably not working much at all you know what would you say about the cons? I think that was one of the... Yeah, I mean, there's always cons and everything. <laughs> um, awful clients <laughs> is probably my number one. Yeah. I, you know, it, but that's always been me. Like, I have worked customer service. I was a waitress. I was a bartender. Um, I worked at Starbucks. Um, you have rude clients everywhere, sure. no matter where you go. So, you know, that's just something I think I've always had an issue with yeah. because I have this thing with... You know, people. You don't like disrespecting being, you don't like me. People disrespecting you. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. You think that was? <laughs> yeah. So that's always been kind of like my thing. I've been working on, and I think getting better as I get older. Maybe not. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but I mean, aside from that, I would say cons. I mean, sometimes there's a cap, right? With custom, I would say there's a cap on income. So, so that sucks, right? Because if you have like a product-based business, you just scale that. Yeah. And, and you're making as much money as you want. With this, you're just it's scaling on your it. efforts. With this, it's on your efforts. If you're, if you're a fully custom business or a partly custom even, it's on your efforts. So if you don't have the time, you can get easily overwhelmed. You can get people mad because you don't meet their due dates. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that kind of go into this. Yeah. So then you would bring in, there's two routes, right? You either go more of the passive DIY kind of stuff mm-hmm. or you bring in a team, right? Yeah, so you it's it's one or the other. Um or both, why not both, sure. right? It depends. If you have if you're scaling up your custom. Like one of the issues I'd say one of the current issues I'm dealing with is that I'm scaling up so much with my DIY. Um one of the problems is that I still run into because because um I have so many products now. I'm seen so easily. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot more clients who come and they talk to me. And the problem is, is that there is always going to be right now for me, a percentage that, that wants that custom experience and Mm -hmm. wants custom work that is fully custom. And now they're paying more. Right. But that's what they want. And I think my, um, problem right now is I'm still kind of, um, going through that. Because I have the people who, you know, there's always going to be a percentage of them who want it custom. So I think, you know, my overall goal at one point is just to deny custom. I just won't even offer it. Um, But that's, I have to decide at what point my passive is going to be enough to where I'm not willing to take you know, a, a custom website or a custom logo or something, right? Sure. And then also, if you're doing Etsy, you can open up multiple shops. Exactly. Get into different niches. And that's what I'm doing. That's yeah. what I do. Um, you know, so I actually, on one of my shops, I take away fully custom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was so, smart. And that was really smart. And I've been able to focus on just putting out products, which it's great because when we get sales in there, it's, it's awesome. It's more money. And... I don't have to worry about now I have two stores to manage, you know, now I have two, you know, double the clients that I have to make happy. So that's kind of nice too. So, um, I mean, really cons, that's pretty much it to me, 
you know. Um, now, I was also asked, you know, about potential earnings. And again, that is like, we're back to the whole, are you going to build a team of people? Are you going to have people working underneath you so that your time um, can, you can take on double the clients and your time duplicates? Or are you going to go the route where you try and build a passive income um, or you or you sell products and courses and things like that that people can buy passively, mm-hmm. you know, teaching, education, that kind of a thing. So that's what I see people usually go the routes. Although one of the things I really don't take advantage of, um, and I should, you know, but there are other ways to make passive income. So if you do know how to code, um, you can develop your own Shopify theme, WordPress theme, something like that. Um, you can build your own like like if you even do like photography editing for graphic design you can make your own presets and sell those those are doing crazy right now on etsy uh any kind of like lightroom preset we use them Mm -hmm. you know uh and that's just developing that's like having an eye and then developing a preset saving it as a file and selling it so for and i don't I don't know, you know, if if they're if anyone's looking for like a specific amount. Um, obviously, it's kind of lame to talk about what you currently make. Obviously, you're doing sure. very well, but just to give somebody who's maybe getting started, looking at junior varsity, looking at varsity, uh, you know, to really sink their teeth in. Uh, what would you say you made your first year gross, not net, just like gross overall? Um, I was it like 120 or something? Yeah. So that that just. You know, it's because, like I said, you're doing a lot better now, but it's unrealistic to throw that number out right now and be like, hey. I, it, you know, it's tough for me to just throw out, this is how much you're probably going to make. This <laughs> right. is what I made. Because, you know, there were so many factors. Not to mention that there was a lot of, like, partnerships and deals I was making on the side. Um, so, and that necessarily wasn't just, um, that wasn't just, like, you know, me making sure that I would be, you know, making money from, like, different avenues, um, like Facebook groups and things like that. But I was more so, like, on the longer quest. I was, like, trying to just develop relationships to turn things into a bigger... I had, like, a bigger idea yeah. for everything. I really wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be this Etsy graphic designer. That's just not what I was about. Um, but you know, learning kind of like about people and what people's needs were, I changed my ideas a lot. I mean, we even had an idea to kind of make our own like website that had, um, you know, pre-made flyers that people could just buy and edit themselves. And then template came out and that was like a game changer Yep. and totally changed my course for that. And, um, you know, so really, I mean, I don't know, um, do you think it's possible for the average person to like make a six-figure income like you did their first year? I would have to. I think it'd be case by case. I'd have to sure. look at their journey. So many people have different things going on in their heads. So many people have different um, things that are stopping them. Whether you know things that are stopping me may not be things that stop you, and you may have other issues. Like if for me, if I had issues with, uh, you know my. Dealing with um, competition, maybe competition, Mm. if competition was tough for me, um, then, you know, maybe that's not tough for you, but people talking to you a certain way is tough for you. So then, or, or maybe not being on time is tough for you, but that's really easy for me. Mm -hmm. I'm a punctual person. Mm -hmm. You do, I am not late. I, I like to be early and that's how I am with my, um, 
my designs. I don't like being late. On, so I'm rarely, rarely late, right. honestly. Like, but so many, that's like the number one thing that I see with girls um, who are I, graphic designers. I think that sets you apart, honestly. Yeah. And it's so lateness. funny too, because it's not even just your your completion time. It's the uh, the return and your like response like, all these girls are like, oh, my a, gosh, yes. she's so quick at responding. I am responding. very quick at responding. Yeah. You may not have that. You may not have – because uh, you know what we've noticed? Jesse and I um, will notice that if things are quieter um, for us that day in sales, we're it's mostly – it's because we're not in front of the computer sitting there answering questions and True. talking to people. The slower that you respond to somebody is the slower you're going to get paid. True. The more excited somebody is when they hit you up, they're in buying mode. So I know that. So I know that if I'm talking to that person at that exact moment, they're more likely to buy than if I hit them up in 24 hours. Or they're going to find somebody else because that's what I do. So like back in the day when I used to hit up Fiverr all the time for different stuff that I needed, I used to message like 10, no joke, like 10 artists. And I would just wait for the first one to respond to me. And the first one was always the winner. You know? So, I mean, again, that's, like, really tough for me to say. Because I'm, I I think you need a certain amount of traits kind of mixed into one to really be able to break six figures in your first year. And if you want to break it, eventually, you just you have to learn those traits over time, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, um, other than that. Well, those, I thought those were really good questions that she had asked. And uh, I mean, it's kind of cool, like actually having uh, people in your group saying, oh, well, like, hey, we like this podcast. Like, this is actually what we want to learn. Absolutely. You know, you know I really love um, all of my students in my two courses that I actually offer. I offer, I offer two. Um, Her Digital Empire JV, which is a junior varsity, which is actually um, fully graphic design. I teach, you know, some girls know graphic design, but they want to learn the style that I offer. Yeah. I, I sell that um, in my courses and I have a, like a whole library for 20 bucks a month. I make it affordable for a reason because I know how I was when I first started and that's all I could have afforded, um, you know, myself, right? Because I was trying to be self-funded and just try and make this happen on my own. Um, but you know, that's, that's perfect for that. And then we also have the varsity, which teaches how to actually become a graphic designer. Um, and uh, yeah, how to make what, what I'm making, how basically how to take the steps that I took that led up to the point that I did where I was making, um, six figure income in less than a year. And, um, you know, I teach about all that stuff. So that's, it's very, again, there's no guarantees, but you know, it's the things that I know, the traits that I know that I have mm -hmm. and the steps that I, the exact steps I took to be able to get to six figures that quickly. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, you've, you've helped what now hundreds of people or hundreds of girls, I should say hundreds of girls. Oh yeah. We're at what we had our 10,000th order. Oh yeah, so thousands. Yeah. I guess. Well, I meant yeah, I meant through, through your groups, but yeah, you're right. Oh, the groups. Ten thousand yes. orders. I mean, that's that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, just for you know how long we've been open, it's been awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, in my opinion, anybody can do it. It's it's not some kind of special thing I have. It's a completely learned skill, and you know, I just fell more times <laughs> than you did, and that's how I figured it out. I fell forward. That's how I've always been. I just jump in and like I said that was again just to tie it back to you know 
one of the things that I would have done differently is I wouldn't have just jumped in and made the first couple listings that I um, saw could be made by me, right? Um, I would have really gone after a specific audience and targeted that audience and made a, a Etsy store that targeted that audience, which is exactly what I did when I made Boss Baby Digital Lab. Um, and I mean, it worked like a charm. Yeah. So, you know, that's the number one thing, I guess, to wrap it up really, uh, is, is focus on who you're talking to. Make sure there are people who are going to spend money, search, um, a lot for the stuff that you're, you're going to be offering. So you want to make sure that you check that out. Um, you can do that with like a cool Google keyword checker. Um, but yeah, other than that, just list your products and 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 go for it and i think that you can do anything you want to do so just to recap you know this was um what is this our fourth episode of i think so fourth yeah third Uh, or fourth i think fourth okay um of her digital empire uh my podcast again my name is erica belvin i'm here with my husband jesse belvin and uh if you have a moment don't forget to subscribe on itunes and leave us a review if you can five stars would be fantastic (laughs) if you learned anything today um but yeah sorry for rambling if i did i just really wanted to get those answers out to you and hopefully that helped and I will definitely see you on the next episode.